Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm -hmm. Unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. In this episode, we're going to talk to Adrian about running her safety consultant business while being a full-time RVer. We'll also talk about growing your business through email marketing, getting the consultant mindset, and some networking tips. This episode is powered by Safety FM. Hi, I'm Sheldon Primus. I'm here to help you learn the business of safety consulting. This podcast, The Safety Consultant, will give you the tools to be your own boss by protecting the safety and health of others. It's a win-win. But before this episode, here's a message from our sponsor. knowledge would be better served if you are your own boss. Your knowledge can help more people improve their workplace safety. Most of what you know may be wasting in a job that limits what you can do for the overall health and safety of workers. Now is the time to start your own business while you're still working for your current employer. Start your own safety consultant business with the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. Get your business legal in just a week. Brand yourself as an authority in safety, even on a shoestring budget. No more stressing about how to price your services fairly, but still make a profit. And experience the amazing feeling of being your own boss. This 100% online video course is instructor-led and will give you detailed steps to keep you focused as to what to do next to grow your business. Lay out strategies to keep you maximizing your marketing and networking efforts. And explain how to get money in between clients. Register today at safetyconsultantblueprint.com and enter the code PODCAST. I went back to look at some of the questions and one of them to you was, you suggested to do um, a free webinar. And so one of my thoughts was, if you provide a free webinar or a workshop, like does that give a potential client the impression of a continuously working for free? Have you experienced that? Um, no, no, not at all. Because what a webinar is for is you're basically information marketing. So you're going to provide... Uh, if it's one-on-one, -on -one, then it's not really as much as a webinar as it is just a um, coaching call. So you don't want to okay. do it on a one-on-one -on -one thing because then that's that's a little different. But if you're going to do a webinar, and I use Zoom right now for my webinars, but you could do webinars as easy and as free as setting it up on YouTube Live and oh, okay. a, a YouTube Live event 
and post that in, you know, the LinkedIn groups you belong to. You could post it in the safety consultant group that we belong to. You could post it in some of the other groups and say, here's my topic uh, and they'll show up live. The thing with the Facebook live is that you're not going to get their email. That's what you really want. You want the email and you're going to have to get a service for that. So it's not providing free service for them. The one client, it's actually marketing yourself to a mass. That's really what webinars are for. Don't plug every every slide your business, but <laughs> at the very beginning or the very end, you know, that's when you, you get your, your plug in. Okay. Oh, excellent. Okay. And for you, what's your uh, what's your specialty? Right now, I'm focused on risk assessments, hazard identification and mitigation, as well as uh, training and environmental compliance. Okay. So are you, your background is insurance? No, I don't have a, well, I've not worked for an insurance company. No. Okay. Uh, those are, those are like, uh, keywords I hear a lot in the insurance industry. So that's what made me think you're in insurance. What is your background? Oh, honestly, it's environmental and health and safety. It's actually wearing two hats. <laughs> yep, that's um, mine too. Anywhere from stormwater, working in stormwater or Clean Water Act, and anywhere from mostly general industry in the OSHA realm and... Yeah, so just back and forth with, with both of those. And how far along are you with your business? In terms of how long have I been in, in business? Mm-hmm. Um, I have since September of last year. Okay. Uh, have you uh, chosen your name and everything and you've uh, got your, your company going? What is your name then? Yes, I am Evolving EHS. Evolving EHS. Hmm. Yes. So my website is evolvingehs.com. And so I've got a website up and going and a name and all of that. Yes. All right. So with your website, and I have to like dismiss something real quick so you might see my hand coming at you. Okay. (laughs) But uh, with your website, and this is actually going to... Get it help me with, with uh, how to lead some of your, your questions. But with your website, once I get on your website, what happens? You will come to my home page. Mm-hmm. And if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see my services. And then at the very top, you'll see about me, um, services, and a home page, I believe. Okay. And uh, are you using WordPress? Yes. Okay. So, um, are you familiar with? Uh, hold on. There we go. Are you familiar with pixels? No. Okay. Uh, pixels are pretty much. Have you ever been to like Amazon.com and you're going shopping, and then 
all of a sudden they sh they find you on Facebook, they find you on your email, they find you everywhere else, and you're just seeing the same thing you were shopping for in like every social media you've ever gone to. Yes. They pixeled you. <laughs> so oh. that means that uh, once you get on their website, there's a little one by one bit code that actually gets embedded into your cookies. You remember those? Yes. <laughs> so that gets embedded there and it follows you basically throughout your experience online. So, oh, gotcha. Uh, Facebook and Google are the two most prominent ones that uh, you would need uh, pixels for. So yeah. the pixel would be great to put on your website and the reason why you would and um it'll be like so long to tell you how to do a pixel but <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, the best way to, to figure it out would be uh go to well go to youtube everything's youtube now right yeah, no kidding right <laughs> so go to youtube and do facebook pixel and do a search for that. So once you get into the okay. Facebook Pixel search, uh, then and go through some of those videos. I'm trying to think if I have one already. I may have. I might have to. I may have it on my YouTube channel, or if not, I may have it in our group. If not, it might okay. be going up. But uh, and then the next one you want to do is a Google Pixel, and okay. uh, this kind of wraps into your your webinar question because what it'll be is uh, there's also a webinar um, service. I'm trying to remember what it is. That is, uh, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a free ish <laughs> they'll basically upgrade you to like a hundred dollars a year uh, oh but it's a it's a plugin for your wordpress so okay okay yeah so if you're doing your webinar with a wordpress plugin at the bare you know minimum of pricing then what the, the the experience would be someone registers for your webinar on your email so, and you could do it through your Twitter, your Facebook, however, emails that you may already have people. However you reach these people, tell them I'm doing a webinar on risk assessments. I'm doing a webinar on hazard identification. They come to your page, they register, but then they also get pixeled. So, oh, I see. Okay. And especially on Facebook, if you pixel them on Facebook, when you're ready to buy ads or do ads, you'll really be able to see who is your target market, who already knows you. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, interesting. But even before then, you could also look at the, um, when you're, when you're on a website, they actually know a lot about you already. Once they pixel you, they're going to know your age roughly. They'll know your sex. They'll know uh, what what your your habit is as far as uh, going through the web, and in some cases, they'll know your educational level and everything. So that information now becomes information for you. So now you know who's interested in your services. Oh, gotcha. Okay. 
So when you do your free webinars, it's not really free. You're actually getting a bunch of information already from them that you're going to turn around and use to market to these people to build your business. Gotcha. Do it. Do it for webinars. Webinars are awesome because you could blog. Blogging is good. And eventually you'll probably have to start blogging. And you're talking to a man who has taken everything down. And I have like no internet presence almost. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. It was dumb on my part. <laughs> I got frustrated one day and just took everything off. And I was going to revamp everything. And I haven't done it in like three months. <laughs> So you're ahead of me right now. Oh, uh, excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, I haven't thought too much about webinars. And I've always thought, so in my career, I've been a consultant. I've just never done it on my own until now. And from my experience, I've always felt like either in front of like an audience in terms of like a place and then people coming to my workshop and, and I always felt that that was pretty good. But now the technology is changing so much where, you know, online stuff is pretty decent too. And more and more people are moving to the online and the webinars and things like that. So it's really good to hear you talk about the webinars and how efficient they are for you. Yep. And uh, another thing that will help you and this is just to, to really get your business growing. Uh, what are you using now for collecting emails? Um, at this point, I've started entertaining the idea of MailChimp. But beyond that, um, just individual reaching out myself. Okay, so you get a business card, and so you probably have a stack of cards like, like all over oh, yes. the house. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You've got like one pocket in your bag that's probably overflowing with cards that you said, <laughs> I got to get to those things. <laughs> uh huh, exactly. All right. I've been there. <laughs> so, uh, you need a service, and MailChimp probably doesn't do it well yet. Uh, I use a service called ConvertKit. But you need a mailing service similar to that. And what you're looking for is something called an autoresponder. So what an autoresponder is, is um, if you've ever, like uh, like right now I have, uh, someone could do an introduction to OSHA course. And my introduction to OSHA course, uh, they'll get an email sequence from me that I've already set up so that uh, they will also get, I get their email and I'll get the name, but they're getting something constantly from me that's a script I wrote out about a year or two years ago almost. I'm not doing the work, I'm not emailing it every day, it's actually doing it on a sequence. So what they call is a, a, an opt-in offer or uh, there's many, there's many different words for it. They also call it a lead magnet. Okay. So you're basically saying, I will give you this. I'll give you a checklist. I'll give you a way to find audits. I'll give you access to my instant webinar that I just created for someone else. And in exchange, you're getting their email, their name, and then your autoresponder takes over. So what you're doing is... Uh, you're going to get them to know you, to like you, to trust you in a system that's automated. 
Gotcha. Okay. So think about like travel days when you're ready to do a travel day and all of a sudden you know that you have to pull over so you could do a webinar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I've done those too. <laughs> so you pull over, you do your webinar and now that link is saved forever. That webinar is saved forever. You can actually do that webinar again and again and again in what's called the evergreen sequence. So the evergreen just means that like when you when you see a newbie that comes on the job, everyone calls them green, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's really what it is. It's an evergreen system, meaning it's always gonna be new to somebody. Gotcha. Okay. And once they're in that system, they uh, you do that webinar, you can have that webinar forever on your website or you could constantly link to it in LinkedIn posts or whatever you need. And then once they see that webinar, you start a sequence of email number one is gonna be all about you. Just a nice, hey, this is what I am. This is who I've been. This is my system in place. And uh, you just really wanna uh, get that going. I need to know email number one, all about Adrian. I wanna know where you came from. I wanna know your experience. And email number two should probably, email number one should be sent uh, right after that, that initial uh, meeting. So day one will be that email. You could do it in five consecutive days. So mm, five emails, okay. five days, someone will learn about you. Or you could do it even every other day if you want. And okay. what you're going to email to should probably be more of um, if it was a webinar and risk assessment that you're doing. Maybe email number two might just go over the things you just did in email in the webinar. Email number three next day or the day after could probably be another email that you you have uh, you want to build on that knowledge. And email four and five could be something to the effect of, I have a service. If you need to talk to me individually, I could give you a complimentary 15 minute talk or a complimentary half minute, uh, half hour uh, session. And then you could have your service right there. So it's not for free, but you're actually, um, by the time you get to the call, they're already familiar with you. So gotcha. Okay. They become what's called a warm audience. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, they already that, then they become what's called a warm audience. So a cold audience is someone that only sees you one time. But if they have some familiarity with, with you, then they're warm. If they're ready to uh, hire you, then they're hot. So you want to get from cold to hot. Gotcha. Go ahead. Uh, what was your question or comment? Oh, I was just going to ask. That way, um, that's the, the piece that people can start to get to know me, and then they can start determining if they like me, so then they can start also determining if they trust me. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. And then that comes with being prolific, <laughs> in the way that you're uh, you're consistent, you're getting everything in there, you're going at different places, you'll see them, either Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever you use, Pinterest is uh, on, or and then uh, Instagram, however you do it. Gotcha, okay. And it also sounds like a lot of needing to get to know social media and really 
getting on social media. Yeah, and the reason why I say that for you specifically is because of your lifestyle. <laughs> you know, it's really hard for you to get to networking meetings when you're you're traveling. Maybe, but every uh, we used to travel when we're, we're going. We try to. I, I would have jobs that last a week, and then uh, I'll we'll get traveling for the next job. You know, so and when we travel, we don't like to travel more than three days at a time. Hang out for a oh, place gotcha. for two days. Yes. So we'll do uh, six hours was our limit. <laughs> six hours a day, uh, three days max, and then hang out someplace for two days, and then go travel again if we need to. And then when we get to a place, we usually try to stay there at least a week. So if you're running a similar schedule, I don't know your schedule, you might end up having to do things online as opposed to face to face. Gotcha. Okay. I never thought of it in that capacity. Okay. Yeah. Are, are you, I, I forgot, since you're full-time RVing, there's two types of full-time RVers, right? The stationary type and the travel type. What, which, <laughs> what are you guys? You know, we're probably both. Probably okay. both, I would say. Uh, so you're still staying around the, the Washington region? It's, yep. Yep. And then other areas too. And then we'll go on to travel somewhere else. I think okay. it's just finding that balance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you do travel, are you trying to uh, stay at RV parks or are you going more uh, national parks or scenic areas? All of the above. It depends on what area we're in, what's available to us. Okay, the reason why I say that is uh, that's also going to be your connectivity. <laughs> so you'll have to think about that. How are you connected? So do you have a Wi-Fi booster or a cell booster? Yes. Okay, excellent. You've got to have those because uh, if you are going to be in uh, in anywhere, especially like if you do go through um, uh, New Mexico area or if you go through Arizona area, you may need two hotspots. Uh, one will be Verizon and one will be AT&T. So if you set up an online meeting and Verizon's not good, then go ahead and grab that AT&T hotspot and put it right next to your cell booster and then you're good to go. Oh my goodness, I gotcha. See, Thanks I'm a consultant to the, to the travelers. <laughs> <laughs> How interesting. Okay, excellent. And uh, Sheldon, as far as what you do, are you in the same similar business or do you focus on a little bit different services than I do? Um, actually, I pretty much do about the same. EHS okay. started with environmental before I got into safety. And uh, ironically enough, you're on the stormwater side and I'm on the drinking water, wastewater side. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. So, and in fact, uh, we're in the part of the country where I'm at, a lot of it, stormwater, it was stormwater and then wastewater rather than drinking water. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep, so you, you're familiar with, with the, the systems and, uh, yes. and the Clean Water Act, like you mentioned before. Oh, uh, very much so, yes. <laughs> very, very much so. So services that you... <laughs> you might be able to do depending on your experience can be uh, waste analysis you might be able to talk to them more about um, 
it, it, it really depends. But uh, are you trained in hazardous waste operation, Hazwopper? Yep, I'm trained in that. I'm trained in um, uh, signing manifests, waste management. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, taking samples, uh, stormwater sampling, uh, soil sampling, air sampling, industrial hygiene sampling. Excellent. So, uh, if that's the case, uh, how have you worked with cities and counties before? Yes. Yes, I have. All right. So, I think you might get in the door through training. Okay. So, if you uh, if you can, you should look into the water wastewater. Uh, Stormwater Operator Associations. Okay. And get plugged into those local associations. Do some training for them and make it CEU driven, continuing education unit driven. They all need it. And once you get locked into a city for being a CEU provider or county or a parish, then you could always say, well, while I'm here, let's take a look at your confined space entry. Or while I'm here, uh, I'll, um, a lot of times, let's say you're training and you're training specifically on, you know, stormwater discharges or even um, maybe even wet weather discharge and making sure that they could control all their discharges in the wet weather. They could do an assessment on all the drainage areas. So you might be doing a training on that then you could also take a chance and say hey let's look at your 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 ms4 reports or let's look at some of those things that uh that mean something to you or your 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 permit let's look at your and your for those listening if we do this on the radio the ntdes permit which will stand for national pollution discharge elimination system yes. <laughs> permit uh yeah tell them hey i'll do a little assessment of your permit especially if you're up to permit renewal time and uh, that can actually lead you to other services that you can suggest for them. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So training will get your foot in the door, especially with your experience. And then once you get your foot in the door, they get to see your sparkling personality. They get to know you a little. Then talk to them about, you know, hey, what's what's a pain point for you right now that I could help you with? Your permit might be a pain point for you. I could do your permits each year if you want me to, or each month I'll come in. I'll do I'll do your permit for you, and here's your 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 price for that. Yeah. So I would, especially in that region, you know, go like uh like if you're gonna go to uh, Arizona, or I guess it's New Mexico, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico has the balloon fest. You know, go see the balloon fest with your family, and then while you're there, get some pretreatment work <laughs> to pay for your trip or get some work with the EHS in that area to, to pay for your trip and uh, what I would do is call a local library find out how much it is to uh, to rent a room and uh, and just start with a, a 20 10 20 person room you know and from there hold a class while you're while you're out 
and you know you could already know the locations you guys want to go to so you just say all right we're going to be in albuquerque i'm going to call the albuquerque library i'm going to set up a two-day class pay whatever the rate is for two days and i say libraries because the libraries are are usually centralized and they're, okay. they're cheap to rent okay and they're really nice facilities it's more like a, a meeting room if you will excuse me uh, but it's perfect for starting your business with these uh eight hour classes a 16 hour class you offer ceus to these uh individuals coming to the class and not only did you just make a, a business expense out of a, a trip that you're going anyway uh, then you're also making money to get you to your next trip. <laughs> so gotcha. it's win-win. Gotcha. Okay. What you got? Um, my last thing I was curious about was, oh, one of my other questions was offering free services. I guess, do you offer a free service to gain more services at a later time? All right, it's the it's the old uh, wimpy. Uh, glad you play you Tuesday for our hamburger today. Remember that in Popeye? <laughs> yes, something along those lines. Okay, well, um, generally what happens is, uh, in context, you would have to see uh, who's asking for the service. So let's say you've already done business with them, and you're 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 uh, you feel like this service is gonna lead to more business by goodwill. Yeah, that's not bad. It just depends on, on how much time it's gonna be, how much effort's gonna be on your part, because everything you do is billable. Because there ain't nobody else that's gonna pay you except for you, right? Right, right. <laughs> so then that becomes billable. So everyone wants that fine line because this is the same discussion as do you give discounts or not? And, you know, that was a lively debate on the Facebook group about, you know, giving discounts or not. So uh, that was a great question you posed. So, Thank you. Uh, I, I really was looking at that and I was, I was looking at some of the responses and, uh, yeah. It, it's a decision you have to make for your business. And it's also a decision that will change in your business. So you allow yourself the opportunity to change at a whim uh, because you're running your own business the way you want to run your business. And so you don't owe it to yourself. You don't, I mean, you don't owe it to anyone else. You just owe it to yourself and your husband or uh, your significant other. I don't know how to say that anymore, right? <laughs> Right. At least you're politically correct. Yep. I'm politically correct, right? Uh, so in that way, you want to make sure that, you know, you two joining of the minds and, uh, you know, I, on many occasions, my wife's like, you got to charge more. <laughs> and she says, I hope you didn't give this away. <laughs> Uh, so it, that's that's the first ground rule. But if someone's asking for a free service before you've actually done business, then uh, it's the it's akin to someone going to the dentist uh, that's a buddy of theirs at church and saying, "Hey, after mass, can you uh, take a look at this molar here?" <laughs> they're you're, they're not going to do that. They just can't because right. uh, the flip side to everything is being insured 
and you never want to think that someone's going to see you, but in the same vein, you always have to think that someone's going to see you. Uh, you are tied to a higher level because the things that coming out of your mouth, the recommendations that you're filling out, it can be legally binding because of the type of uh, your position, your status as a consultant. So I often tell people, I, I'm sorry, I can't give you this type of advice or this type of service without a contractor payment because I want to make sure I protect myself. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit of a mind shift, right? Sure, absolutely. And depending yeah. on the situation too, absolutely. Yeah, because you are the professional, and uh, your recommendations now become legal so mm -hmm. in the way uh, you don't want to give somebody something for free that you may not be completely uh, into <laughs> because it's free work uh, you're not saying that you will or not but I can tell you myself sometimes I tell people hey I could do I could do a, a free call for something or I'll do a free conversation but if it takes more than 15 minutes to look up uh, then we're going to have to talk about some sort of compensation in that way. And generally it's like students because I do get a lot of students that come back and, and they need need a little extra help and I'm always there for students. Uh, I just have to make sure that there is a delineation because the material or information I give them is always going to go back to the boss that they're mm -hmm. going to use for systems or programs or anything else. If sure. there's a fault in that, <laughs> who are they going to come to, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, and keeping in mind, as you just stated before, we don't want to think that we could be sued, but one, you never know. And that's really, really important to keep in mind as I continue to own my business and, and grow my business. Yep. And okay. it's also it's also the uh, the mindset that will be, you know, at some point you have to be the professional and the professional will get paid. And it's not always, you know, compensation dollars for service. Sometimes it's uh, it has to be some sort of legitimate paying because, for instance, let's say we exchange services and uh, it's not going to be a payment with dollars, but I could use uh I could use the content for something else. Now it's payment because now that content now could eventually get you uh, either, it depends on what you're, everything that you do should have a purpose. So the content can be, uh, I need to get more people on my mailing list. The content could eventually be, I need someone to take a course. Uh, so whatever your purpose is for that content, then that's still an exchange of work. It's a barter system at that point. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. And one of my last questions I had was, I think we touched on it a little bit uh -huh. in the Facebook, but I can't remember. One of them was the networking. How do, you, how do we network? And I think you responded, we have to get through the gatekeepers, which I really yeah. liked that term. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so one of the ones I was still thinking about, okay, getting introduced to the gatekeepers, how to figure that out as a business owner, which events or something that they would be at other than 
the ASSP local meetings or, you know, how do you start to find those things that they would be involved with so that I can be introduced to those gatekeepers? Okay. Um, generally, oh, where are you going first? What, what, what's your, uh, your, your networking life right now? A lot of it is starting actually with the ASSP local chapters, starting there and figuring out what other events are within the area that could be applicable to what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, Good, good, good answer there because ASSP has been really good at that type of uh, networking. So that's that's not bad. Um, And it's always a volume thing like the people in sales right they want to they they have a certain amount of percentage of volume they need right right so uh to increase your volume to the right people i would say get the people that are gonna that already have a driver so uh, for instance if you go to a local event and the local event, even if you're not doing the event or not, but the event may say, we have OSHA coming in to do uh, uh, where are we now with OSHA meeting, that event's usually packed. So you already know that these people care about OSHA compliance. And it may be the same thing with the EPA official. <laughs> so EPA official is coming out and all of a sudden they're all packed because they need to know what's going on in the regulations. As much as safety and health, we care about uh, getting culture in. Consultants, bottom line, we're going to deal with more compliance issues and culture issues. So I would look for those events to network at. Bring a boatload of cards and uh, you're going to use OSHA's uh, or whoever the main speaker is, they're drawing people already. You're going to be there in two reasons. You're going to be there to get the information and you're going to be there to promote. So promote yourself, get that the information out. I remember I went to one where uh, there was an OSHA brand new assistant area director and she said something wrong about one of the OSHA standards. And you could hear the hush in the room because everyone knew that she was wrong, but no one said anything. And I didn't want to bring it up either to be like the know-it-all. But she answered a question wrong to somebody there. I got that person outside when uh, when they were leaving. I talked to them. I explained the right answer. I showed them where it was. And I, I actually had my regs at the time because I was teaching a class near, near to them. And I brought my whole class in to hear the OSHA instructor uh, during that time period. But I, I actually got business because I was able to steer them in the right way. And uh, I wasn't the main event, but... That's the best way to get your, uh, you You might have to be more of a remora. Do you know, <laughs> you know what a remora is? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? The, the, yes. It's not that, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship, right? So yes. you're, you're gonna, I would, and uh, the easiest way for you to find out where people are gonna be is uh, go to your Google Alerts. And when you get on Google Alerts, uh, so basically just type in Google Alerts, uh, your Google is going to pop up. Everyone actually has access to their own personal alerts. So uh, if you have a Gmail, so just okay. uh, click on Google Alerts and type in keywords such as 
OSHA in uh, Boolean search, which you do the quotation marks. So quotation, OSHA, uh, close quotations, that's a Boolean search. So that means that uh, Google's only going to search for that word within the quotes. So okay. you're going to do uh, a Boolean search for OSHA, comma, wherever you're going to be. So let's say um, Nevada, if you're going to go out to Nevada, or you're going to go to, you know, someplace in Washington, and then do um, OSHA, comma, location, comma, seminar, or, or something to that effect, where now you will get a Google alert right away when someone says that there's going to be an OSHA meeting, that might be one of the words. So do several alerts around that. And if you know you're going to be in a certain area or it's going to be along your path, you know, might as well stop by and, you know, pull the RV in to, you know, crack a barrel and <laughs> go. <laughs> if you I'm haven't sure. done crack a barrel, it's awesome. You got to do it. Week. <laughs> I've seen it and I haven't yet. So that's yeah, a good yeah. thing to hear a recommendation. Yeah, do it at least once. Uh, it's good. So just pull on in, go to your, your meeting, bring plenty of your cards, let everybody okay. know you're, you're national and you could, uh, you've got service providing for them. If you have uh, something like a free report, those always work well. Or if you tell them, ask them, hey, what's your biggest issue right now with your OSHA compliance or your EPA compliance? and then see if you have a solution that could fit their need, you need their email and uh, as opposed to giving them your card, definitely give them your card, but you okay. also need the card back and just say, hey, I'll, I'll follow up with you. I'm traveling right now. I'm going to follow up with you in a couple of days. And they'll generally say, yeah. And uh, So what that does is that gives you permission to add them to your email list. It also gives them a position uh, and there's called an uh, uh, opt-in to. So on all my emails, I also do the, the initial one, we'll give them the opt-in and, and you'll see the little thing on the bottom where you can unsubscribe as well. So they'll have that option too, but that will at least get you to contact them as opposed to waiting for your on your phone for them to call you. It, that doesn't happen much. Gotcha. And along those lines, what were your thoughts with local chamber of commerce or events evolved around those type of um, events? Yeah, local chamber of commerce is okay. Um, and then the, the other networking meetings, if you go with a purpose. And, um, okay. And your first maybe one or two will really open your eyes as to what type of meeting it is. Because I've been to somewhere, I was there six months and it was just people who were exchanging different multi-level marketing groups <laughs> that they belong to and try to get you sold in those. And, you know, sure, I got involved in a couple of those, you know, I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> like you. I'm sure you, you've got some, you know, Mela Luca or something back there. <laughs> but, oh, sure. Of course. It's just the mind, right? The entrepreneur mind is, you know, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So I try to limit my exposure to that. And I really try to dig down deep into uh, knowing that, yes, this is where an influencer is going to be. And therefore, other people want to get to that influencer. And those are the people that are probably going to want my services more. 
the Chamber of Commerce, they're really coming for uh, sometimes you're going to get to the right person, but it's really hard because what will happen is they'll do a whole bunch of clicking really quick and you'll see the clicks here and the clicks there and to be an outsider to get in, it's going to take too long. So those, those meetings will take too long, those breakfast and lunch meetings. So you, you're all about time because from the first handshake to business is probably nine months. So you need okay. to cut that time in half. So it's nine months because it's impressions. They need to see you more. They need to hear you more. They need to get uh, more into buying your brand. So that's gotcha. why the autoresponder will help because it's actually giving impressions without you being there. Okay. Those are better. Those uh, Networking every now and then, I say you might have to go to a local chamber of commerce if you're going to be in an area for a while because you want to kind of scope the area out. If you, uh, What's even better is if you go to an association meeting, like if there is a, a, a meeting for people who are specifically in stormwater or wastewater or any of the other uh, fields that you're you're familiar with, and that networking meeting would be better off than a, a chamber of commerce and a speaking circuit. Get yourself on the speaking circuit as soon as you can. Stat. <laughs> All right, excellent, and no problem there because I enjoy public speaking, where a lot of people may or may not, but it's not a issue for me. Yeah, good. Get get on there and uh, bring plenty of cards. If you have flyers, just put something on the back table or or in the front table. Inevitably, someone wants to talk to you right afterwards, and uh, that I've gotten plenty of business from those meetings. Okay, excellent. The chances are you won't get paid for them right away. It takes a little while before you do. But uh, but that's okay. You're still going to get some value, and you're giving value at the same time. So it's a win-win. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Sheldon, I think that's it for me for now. All right. Thank you so much for your time and your energy and your support as I work through some other solutions with my business. Thank you. I am Adrienne Pearson. I am owner of Evolving EHS. I am local or nationwide as I have the flexibility to travel. I help businesses reduce their risk and increase their profits with regarding their environmental health and safety programs by focusing on hazard recognition and mitigation, risk assessments, training, and environmental compliance. I can be found at my website is evolvingehs.com. That's E-V-O-L-V-E-H-S.com. And my email is evolvingehs at gmail.com. The tip of the week. The tip of the week this week is to use the Boolean search that would be putting quotations in around the word that you want to search or phrase you want to search in Google. So if I want to look up safety consultant and if I just typed in that without the quotations, I'm going to get a search from Google that will be all safety in the search there'll be all consultants if i wanted to do safety consultant 
uh, without the individual words being searched, I put the parentheses on it. So now that I have opens parentheses, safety consultant, close parentheses, then it's only going to look up that phrase. So that's called a Boolean search. You want to do that Boolean search for that reason so that you can have you know, specified search results. So you could do this with also using Google Alerts. So I do this all the time. If I know I'm going into an area and I want to find out a little bit more about the area, I would do the name of the town and do that in quotations, then comma, and then uh, it's either OSHA or it's something related to safety and health. So I would do that and the search results going to give me uh, different happenings that will show up in that area that I could use to kind of get a feel of what's going on. So they could do it just basically about anything. So use that, use the Boolean search and then also Google Alerts. This podcast is being sponsored by safetyconsultantblueprint.com. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.